Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, and delighted as always that you've been able to tune in with us today for today's podcast. Now, before we get into today's stories, don't forget to like this video if you are watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and yeah, give us an old share if you get a chance. And if you like watching, or sorry, if you like listening on a podcast player, Link down below in the description will take you to a website called Buzzsprout and on that you will see all the various podcast player that we are available on. So, you know, simple enough thing to do if you like to kind of have it downloaded each and every day, you'll never miss an episode and then uh, you can play it from uh, the comfort of your phone, your car or wherever you may be. But anyway, we're going to jump into five stories that we have for you today. And the first one is coming from the Bangkok Post, actually, and it's no vaping for smokers, no bail for extortion police. Six policemen accused of extorting a group of tourists caught with vaping devices have been denied bail while the Bangkok police chief has ordered a crackdown on illegal e-cigarettes that are widely available in the capital. The Central Criminal Court for Corruption and Misconduct cases refused bail on Thursday because extortion by officials carried heavy penalties and the court wanted to prevent the accused from interfering with evidence and witnesses, said Police Major General Atta Torn, commander of the Metropolitan Police Division 1. The six officers from the Huai Quang station face charges of taking bribes and could face life imprisonment, a fine of up to 400,000 baht, or even the death penalty under Section 149 of the Criminal Code. Investigators on Thursday sought court approval for the initial 12-day detention of the six officers as they gather more evidence in the case that began with a damning Instagram post by a Taiwanese actress, which of course we've covered on this show extensively. Police Major General Atapurn said there was enough evidence for the extortion charges, although the six policemen deny any guilt. Under the law, suspects can be held for a maximum of 12 days, period, or 84 days before charges must be formally pressed. The six accused were manning a checkpoint at Ratchaprasak Road in front of the Chinese embassy early in the morning of January 4th when they stopped a taxi carrying Taiwanese actress Charlene Nan and her friends. A search turned up three illegal vaping devices, but the officers let the group go all go after receiving 27,000 baht, Miss Ann said. One member of the group, a Singaporean, a Singaporean man, confirmed Miss Ann's story at a press conference on Wednesday. He admitted that he had three vaporizers and said he did not think they were illegal in Thailand because they were generally available at local markets. Bangkok Police Chief Police General Titi has since ordered all stations in the capital to suppress all sources of vaporizers. Decisive legal action will be taken against anyone in the illicit business of selling the banned devices, said the police major general, investigative chief of the Metropolitan Police Bureau. So for anybody who's wondering, and it is quite obvious at this point that possession of the vaporizers in Thailand is illegal. Bringing them into Thailand is illegal. Having them in your possession in Thailand is illegal. And that has come from the um, head of the lawyer section of the police department. And it looks like now this is going to be a huge crackdown on these. Look, the bottom line is you can buy these vaporizers wherever you go in Bangkok, Phuket, whatever place you go. You can see people freely smoking them and you are going to set yourself up to getting the old collar felt by the police if you continue to do it. I know that in many countries they are legal, but here in Thailand they are not. And there's many reasons for that. I, I, I think we could probably all guess the reasons behind that. But, I mean, making them legal probably would be the 
smarter thing to do because they're so prevalent here in Thailand that, you know, getting rid of them by this crackdown probably won't work. So probably making them legal, controlling, you know, the chemicals that are going into them, having a setting a standard, having something to inspect what is being sold probably would be a better idea than this kind of black market where you don't know exactly what you're getting. The Charlene Ann story looks like it's coming to an end. These six officers are now basically being held in prison, uh, awaiting probably the court case against them. And we probably won't hear much more after this, to be perfectly honest. And for the tourists coming here, vaporizers, they're illegal. E-cigarettes, they're illegal. If you bring them into the country, you get caught, you get, will get in trouble. And if you're caught smoking, it's your easy prey for the police. That's the way I see it. They are illegal. If you have one in your hand, in your possession, you can be fined. And from what I said, read basically was that the police have to do, have to do their job is to Take your details. The court then will act on the behalf because of the illegality and the fine that you would pay. So look, if you're not sure about it, just don't bring it with you. Now, moving along, taxi scam concerns visitors the most. Overpriced taxi services are the leading complaint among foreign tourists, along with poor garbage management and facilitation at the airport, according to the Tourism Council of Thailand. The TCT's quarterly survey, which polled a whopping 200 Western tourists in Thailand during the final quarter of 2022, showed satisfaction with taxi services received the lowest score of 3.5 out of 5, with tourists indicating that this is the most critical problem that should be solved immediately. The survey of tourists in Bangkok, and this is actually only in Bangkok, found they were not satisfied with what they deemed to be unfair treatment as taxi drivers often only take passengers who agreed to pay a fare without using the meter, which means drivers can arbitrarily charge higher prices for their service. TCD President Chanam Sirawat said the government can help provide solutions to this problem by cooperating with private taxi firms to offer a different type of taxi service with a distinct label or sign, such as a white-coloured taxi, to guarantee the fares are based on the driver's meter. He said if the distinct taxis become popular amongst tourists, they, should, they could compete with traditional taxis as tourists would only seek this service. Another concern for tourists from Europe and the US is the entry process at the airport upon arrival, which received a score of 3.4 out of 5. They also highlight the problem of litter at many popular tourist sites and air pollution from hazardous PM2.5, fine particulated matter. In response to these concerns, the TCT on Monday urged the government to increase its budget for the 10 most popular tourism provinces, stepping up natural resource preservation schemes and increasing the capacity for garbage disposal, especially on the islands. The council suggested limiting the capacity at some popular attractions to avoid overcrowding, which could help maintain a positive perception regarding Thai tourism. The survey found 50% of respondents had travelled to Thailand before. Some 98% were travelling for leisure purposes, while 93% choosing Bangkok and 50% Phuket as their travel destination. Tourists from the US spent an average of two to 3,000 baht on accommodation per night, with a length of stay of 14 to 15 days per trip. Together with other expenses, their spending in Thailand averaged 96,000 baht per person. Meanwhile, most European tourists chose a room priced 1 to 2,000 baht per night, staying in Thailand for 12 to 13 nights on average, while spending an average of 88,661 baht in total for their trip. Yes, taxis are a little bit of a problem. I mean, they should have went down to Phuket and did some survey of the Phuket, of, of Phuket taxis there because they would have really hit rock bottom, I reckon, because there's really no meters in Phuket. And it's all whatever the guy wants to charge you. But in Bangkok, yes, it does exist that some taxis will not turn the meter on. 
and they'll pull up and you ask them to turn on the meter and they say no and then normally you get out and you don't take their taxi because that's the choice you can make you can choose to do it or not this idea that they need to bring in another service that will guarantee that they use the meter is silly what you need to do is ensure that the people with taxi meters are following the rules and that if they're not they're being reported and dealt with because that's the only way things will actually improve not creating this other system that will encourage the guys in the yellow taxis not to do the right thing it's as usual kind of a tie solution for something that instead of just doing the right thing and making sure that all taxis use their meter that's the way it should be Because, you know, when the meter is on, it is significantly cheaper most of the time than, of course, the set price that they want to charge you. In terms of arrival at airports, I've never seen a real issue. Yes, sometimes it can be busy and you may have to wait, but that's the same in every country, you know. I've arrived in my own country of Ireland before and seen mass queues to get through immigration and whatnot. So it all depends at the time you arrive, whether it's busy or not. I mean, America is the same. You can have huge queues into international airports in America as well. So, you know, complaining about it, yeah, you can complain, but it happens everywhere around the world and it's not a unique problem to Thailand. Again, natural resources and they're talking about littering and building up. Isn't this what the 300 Thai baht that's meant to be coming in in July, the tourist fee is meant to be used for? So we'll see. Will it be used for that? Because the Tourism Council of Thailand didn't seem to mention it in any of their actual uh, interview that they were doing. So again, will that be used for what they said it's going to be used for? I really haven't a huge issue with the tourist fee. If it was really used to improve tourist attractions and preserve the natural environment, the idea of limiting the number of people uh, going to some of these tourist destinations is a good idea. But that already exists for some places. For example, Simeon Islands in Panya province, right? Uh, they're meant to have X amount of people that go there per day. That's meant to be the limit. Now, is that kept or do they allow more to go each and every day? Again, there are rules and regulations for some of these national parks and whatnot. Maybe if the rules and regulations were followed, things would be preserved a bit better. But nevertheless, that's entirely up to Thailand to decide what to do but there's no point to have surveys and ask tourists all kinds of questions and never do anything with that information and that would be my kind of point in all of this. Now moving along and still sticking with the theme of taxis the uh, Phuket cabbies are protesting against unregistered competitors. Operators of registered taxis and public transport vehicles on Thursday flexed their muscles to protest against unregistered taxis and outside vehicles providing services on the resort island. More than 100 drivers of taxis, passenger vans and tuk-tuks gathered in front of the provincial hall in Muang district around noon to submit a letter to the Phuket governor in the Rang Wun Si asking him to address the problem of unregistered competition. Members of the group took turns to air their grievances over the operation of unregistered taxis that had stolen their customers. In the letter, they said registered taxis, passenger vans and tuk-tuk vehicles that provide public transport on the island had been badly hit by outsiders. These vehicles include private cars from other areas that were used as hired taxis via mobile applications. Mr. Anupad said provincial authorities would look into the points raised in the group's letter. The chief of the Phuket transport office also promised to tackle the problem. After that, the protesters later the protesters later dispersed, and that kind of was it. I don't have huge amount of sympathy for Phuket taxi drivers. I think they have been getting their own way for a long time in that island. Uh, we know the stories of violence that have occurred. Uh, we know the stories of extortion. We know how they have treated tourists in the past, and to be quite honest. I don't see and feel very much for them at all. 
um, instead of the hundred standing outside protesting, why don't they go and you know pick up some people and and make a living? They're complaining, but yet they're spending half their day doing nothing here today. So uh, at the end of the day, a lot. And what they don't mention is a lot of taxi drivers in Phuket have the wrong license plates to be taxi drivers. That's the other thing as well. Green versus yellow plates. So that's another issue. And moving along and keeping with the whole issue of corruption. And this is a little odd of a odd story. A Bangkok school director has been caught taking a bribe and he's been temporarily suspended. Not suspended, just temporarily a municipal school director in Bangkok's Klon Samwa district has been temporarily suspended from active duty pending an investigation. On Wednesday, he was caught red-handed in his office with 320,000 baht in cash given to him by a school food provider. The food contractor, whose identity was not disclosed, won the bid to provide lunches under the free lunch program to students of Bang Chan School in Klon Samwa district. Officials from the National Anti-Corruption Commission, the Public Sector Anti-Corruption Commission and the Police Anti-Corruption Division launched a sting operation after received a complaint from the unnamed bidder. Now there is a list of anti-corruption organizations. There are three of them involved there. The contractor claimed that the school director had demanded 320,000 baht in cash from him, supposedly to improve the conditions in the school's canteen. He claimed that he was also told by the director to pay 9,000 baht per month during the contractual period, otherwise the director would report that he had charged for meals for students who did not show up to eat uh, to the BMA. When the man arrived up at the director's office and handed him the 320,000 baht in cash, the undercover officials were waiting outside the school, rushed to the office to make the arrest. The director has denied that he demanded a bribe. Dr. Watani Watana, Deputy Permanent Secretary of the BMA, said that a fact-finding committee has been set up to investigate the case, adding that, for the time being, the school director has been temporarily suspended from active duty. And that's what you call getting caught red-handed, but then denied that he was taken the bribe. I wonder what his explanation for all the money on his desk would be. And finally, the Ministry of Labour was in Phuket to promote foreign workers' rights. A delegation from the Ministry of Labour was in Phuket yesterday to highlight and showcase a public relations initiative focused on protecting foreign workers' rights. Inspector General Natachai Pansuriat and his team from the Ministry of Labour visited the popular tourist attraction Phuket Fantasy in Kamala, which currently employs over 300 foreign workers. The visit is part of a nationwide roadshow by the Ministry to create awareness and ensure both employers and employees are clear on working legislation and rights. Mr. Nanachai explained that the initiative is one being driven by Prime Minister Prayachana Cha and the Labour Minister Suchar Chom Klin, with a specific focus being afforded to the legal rights of workers from Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar and Vietnam. A key focus is educating foreign workers who travel to Thailand to work so to ensure a better understanding of their rights and to curb and ultimately eradicate human trafficking. Workers who are in the country legally will be protected and afforded the same benefits and welfare provisions as their Thai counterparts in line with appropriate human rights principles. Mr. Nantachai highlighted Data shown that as of January 2023, there were 57,804 workers registered or in the process of applying for work visas for 12,452 different employers or establishments. The main industries employing uh, these workers are construction, the service sector, the food, beverage and hospitality sector, home help and workers in the wholesale and retail sectors. 
Mr. Ananta Chai also confirmed that between October 1st, 2022 to January 27th this year, there were a total of 653 foreign workers inspected at 27 different businesses, which led to eight prosecutions and six workers uncovered who were forbidden to work. He concluded by saying the purpose of the roadshow was to emphasize the importance of employing legal workers, which can assist with the recent shortage of labor on the island. It would also help to promote a positive image of Phuket and Thailand as a country that adheres to and respects workers' rights while strongly opposing illegal forced labor and human trafficking of any kind. Well, in some ways that's a good thing, except for the last line brings me back to that moment. If anybody remembers at the beginning of COVID, when all the Myanmar construction workers were barricaded up in these terrible places for weeks upon weeks because one of them may have had COVID or possibly had COVID. And this was actually going on throughout the country. And there was just absolute uproar at the conditions that they were kept in. It is one thing to talk about this now and try to promote Thailand, but we must not forget of what happened only a couple of years ago and how quickly the conditions for foreign workers, especially from neighboring countries, changed so quickly during that time. So yes, this is a good thing, but you know, if you're talking about the legal aspects and you get the same as your Thai counterpart, when it comes and the shit hits the fan, that should be the same as well. And what happened during COVID, and I think if you go back during some of my initial videos, you will see I brought this up a lot about the conditions and what was going on during COVID with especially particularly Myanmar workers. You'll understand why this kind of stuff is okay, but you know, we must not forget about the past and the treatment of uh, these workers during the pandemic here in Thailand. And guys, that is it for today. Hope you enjoyed the few stories that we had to bring to you. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and or subscribe to uh, the podcast on the various podcast channels. But without that and without saying anything else, have a great day. Take care and stay safe, guys.